Plants capture CO2. What if we could help industrial plants capture it too? Think how we could help lower emissions. It's one way ExxonMobil is helping industrial plants be more like plants. to a special edition of NFL Live on deck today as the NFL celebrates its 100th season just six weeks away. However, we are just five weeks away when college football opens its 150th anniversary. So today, welcome to NFLU. We're combining the two worlds to answer the age-old question, which college produces the best NFL talent? Hello, everybody. I'm Wendy Nix, and look who's here. No one better to be on this panel. Our expert, notice I say expert talent mm. evaluator, one Lewis Riddick. Pit Panther right there. Pit Panther on the lit. Not on the <coughs> Okay, Tim Hasselbeck, the quarterback guru. He and his brother you won see. a lot of NFL games. Uh, a lot. And Ryan Clark. You see the L's. LSU. They you are see the in L's. the mix. College football analyst Jonathan Vilma getting <laughs> mic'd up. He will join us shortly. He happened to win a BCS national championship. And oh, by the way. A Super Bowl as well. Mm-hmm. Coming up on NFL Live, we'll break down position by position which college produces the best quarterbacks. Oklahoma has the number one overall pick the last two years. We have the top ten plays of all the NFL superstars when they were in college. And answering that big question, which school produces the best all-time NFL talent, we had to ask the players themselves to kick things off. With the first pick... Quarterback, Oklahoma. Defensive end, Ohio State. Clemson. Oklahoma. Alabama. Clemson. I think it's proven that Clemson is uh, one of the top NFL factories. The Ohio State. The Ohio State University. I don't hear nothing about no Alabama because I ain't never lost to Alabama. I beat Alabama. You really can't understand it until you're inside the program and you're there. It's all about the you. So I was prepared for the NFL because of Georgia and, and every aspect. But I think LSU creates a, an environment of, of great competition. And um, guys just try to feed off of it. The University of Pittsburgh, hands down. You got Dorsett, Dan Marino, you got Larry Fitzgerald. It's not a, a me show. It's, it's about having everybody involved and in, in working for the same goal. Clemson and, and what Coach Sweeney has been doing, he's making people believe that everything is possible. Ohio State's the best. Like, how are we? Like, come on. Stop it. Stop it. Well, let's start, shall we, with the most players from each college currently in the NFL. Alabama leads the way with 50, with 65 players, followed by Ohio State in second place with 58. So we're going to debate these two schools first in terms of who is the best at producing NFL talent. Here's a tale of the tape on Alabama and Ohio State's success since the 2000 draft. Both schools have had 31 first-round picks, the most of any school while the Buckeyes have 13 more total picks in the last 20 drafts. But Bama's players have been slightly more successful in the league, producing three more pro bowlers than Ohio State. Lewis Riddick, Mm. let's start with the Crimson Tide. They're starting 11, if you will, offense and defense, current NFL talent. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that these are both very impressive lineups, that if Alabama can roll these teams out there right now, I think they'd win a few games, without a doubt. If you look at the offensive side of the uh, side of the ball, the first thing that jumps out at you, though, of these, of, of these starting 11 are the two wide receivers. Look, Julio Jones is one of the finest athletes in the NFL 
regardless of position. He's in the news right now because he's about to get a new contract extension, and he's just really one of the he's one of the transcendent players at the position that this game has seen. Amari Cooper, the same way. When Amari came out of college, I remember doing his tape and thinking, quite honestly, as far as a catch and one catch and run wide receiver, I hadn't seen one as good as him as him in a long, long time. And on the defensive side. Look, they have fine players throughout the 11 here. Really, though, when you get to the secondary and you see guys like Eddie Jackson, Landon Collins, I mean, these guys are just fantastic players. On the front, Dante Hightower, multiple-time Super Bowl winner. These are great, great players right here. Let's make our way to Columbus, shall sure. we? Sure. When you go to, the, to Ohio State and you go to the offensive side of the football, look, the first thing that jumps out at you, without a doubt, is Ezekiel Elliott because if he's not the best running back in the NFL, he would be considered a top three running back in the NFL. Wide receiver Michael Thomas, really someone who was unheralded coming out of college. He's a tremendous, tremendous pro. Will probably be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL in short time. Then you move over to the defensive side of the ball. This is where really this football team really kind of jumps off the board. Just starting up front, Joey Bosa, Cam Hayward, those are two of the best defensive linemen in the NFL right now. And then when you look down there at the secondary, Malcolm Jenkins, Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore, doesn't get much better than that. All right, Jonathan Velva made his way yes, with yeah, us again. Here, uh, certainly qualified to weigh in on this discussion. Uh, look, I mean, there's no shortage of talent with either of these squads. It's almost ridiculous. It's a factory in a lot of ways at both of these institutions. But let the debate begin. Ryan Clark, you can't pick LSU just yet. But when you look at this group, what stands out? LSU is better than both of these well, teams. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Wait, oh. that's what stands out? Oh, I thought that was what we were supposed to be talking Listen, about. Listen, let's not be yet, honest about what stands out. Let's be honest Go about what it. stands out, okay? I There's can. amazing players. Neither one of them have a quarterback. Right. I mean, but, let's be honest. Oh, okay. like, Alabama's quarterback has proven he well, can't play. We whoa. haven't seen him yet, though, Lou. Oh, oh I've seen him. him I saw him last year. You haven't seen him in the NFL yet. You haven't seen him in the You know what's so interesting? I mean, why do we always have to see something first before we can get behind I'm saying I'm going to give you a reason. Richardson, running back, right? Don't, you saw him in Jonathan, college. He was Jonathan, awesome in college. Jonathan, what happened don't, in the NFL? Don't compare Trent Richardson to okay. what he has. Don't do that. First of all, one at a time, gentlemen. We're going to play nice. we got 90 minutes to go. All right, no, you're fine. That is a glaring difference from every other position that we're looking at. Okay, fair enough. Now, back to you, Lewis. It it, it is a production results-oriented industry, is it not? So it is fair to say that seeing something does help one believe there'll be success. Well, sure. But, I mean, see, this is kind of like a combination of what they have done in college, what some of these guys have done in the pros, and some of it's a little bit of projection about what they're going to continue to do in the pros. All right? That's kind of – I'm going to expand it to that. All right? So, at quarterback, (laughs) Dwayne Haskins, I believe, right now – Look, there's there's no comparison as far as if you had to take. I don't care what AJ McCarron did at Alabama. Or if you take the, the college pros, tape though, it's Dwayne also Haskins, not close. Dwayne exactly. Dwayne Haskins is going to be a fine football player. What's going to happen to him really is going to be more predicated on what the Washington Redskins overall do to him than what he does to himself. I f- firmly believe that. As far as the, these rosters overall, look, the wide receiver position: Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Julio Jones is the standard. If you go and look in the NFL front offices and look in their scouting books, every team has a standard at every position that they put for scouts to kind of uh, shoot for as far as when they're they're scouting people. Julio is going to be on that list for for many, many teams. He's about as good as it gets. So the skill positions at Alabama are awesome. The defensive players at Ohio State is what stands out for me as far as their front seven is concerned, particularly their, their defensive line. And their secondary... 
Look, Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore, you tell me a team that wouldn't take those two young men right now and start them. Jonathan, let me ask you a specific question since you spend some time as, a, as an analyst watching these players at the collegiate level. If you had to choose either of this group, Alabama or Ohio State, whose players really got better or who took a bigger step forward than you anticipated when they got to the NFL, does either stand out to you? To, to answer your last part, no, neither stand out. They're, they're pretty equal because watching these guys, like watching Jonathan Allen, he played well. Dante Hightower, you knew he was going to be a tremendous player, defensive player. C.J. Mosley, the same thing. And then you go to the other side and uh, you look at Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Darren Lee, like Malcolm Jenkins. I played with Malcolm Jenkins in, uh, in New Orleans. We knew he was going to be a stud. He's still a stud. But what is surprising is how fast Ohio State defense mm-hmm. is. I, I did not realize how fast their defense is. You think Big Ten, you think big, brawly guys, not so fast. But these guys can move. Joey Bosa can move. Nick Bosa can move. Darren Lee we know is a burner. Malcolm Jenkins can move. Denzel Ward, Marshall. I mean, that is a very, very talented, athletic, fast fast defense. You know, that's a, I thought I, I just want to jump in here real quick. I think that was a great question, Wendy, about as far as what teams have players that have gotten better in the pros. If you look at Ohio State, just look at their offense in particular. Michael Thomas was a good wide receiver at Ohio yeah. State. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic now. He's going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Andrew Norwell, most people wouldn't even know who Andrew Norwell was, was from Andrew Doorbell. He right now. Have you been waiting all day to use that? You've been waiting all day. In running. In running. I'm just telling you this. Nicely done, Lewis. I'm going to tell you this. Andrew Norwell is one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the NFL, offensive guard. And he's spectacular. And even on the defensive side of the ball, I didn't think Marshawn Lattimore. I liked Marshawn Lattimore at Ohio State. I didn't love Marshawn. He has taken his game to another level as well. And really, on, on Alabama's side, you know how I feel about Alabama and how I feel about Nick and what he does and how he builds his program. But really, look, look, focus on their offensive line in particular. I was just looking yeah. at okay? that. And think great. about that question Wendy, that Wendy asked. How many players have gotten better? How many players have continued to improve? Andre Smith may have saw his best days at Alabama. James Carpenter, has he really been a good pro? Ryan Kelly, the jury's still out. He could be. A, and he's, he's a good player. He's a good player already in, in Indianapolis. DJ Fluker, was he ever really that guy, that dominant guy? No, he hasn't been. Cam Robinson, maybe the same story. So it's interesting because, you know, there have been many people, there have been many people who've hit Alabama and said they get the best out of their players at Alabama. And maybe that's a good discussion. Yeah, look at where people go, though. Like, right, like what teams they're drafted to. You look at Michael Thomas, he falls into a place where he needs an accurate passer, and he's with one of the most accurate passers of all time. So it's also about the place you land in the NFL and how they develop you. Yeah, ask Josh Rosen. He certainly knows that all too well. All right, Tim Hasselbeck, the whole point of this is to pick one of these two. I'm going to mess up our producers here a little bit Uh because I think we talked a little bit about some of that. I'm going Alabama. I mean, mainly did you change because, your mind? Because they actually have a quarterback that's played in the NFL. So, <laughs> but you knew that. You're just trying to stick your point. Stick the landing. But you know what, I, I think Lou makes a great point about the offensive line at Alabama. Because you know, so many of them, when you look at them, just in terms of body type, you're like, oh, my God. Like, like You look at those guys body type-wise. But, yeah, like I, I don't know that some of those guys have come in and been like, oh, and they got a whole lot better. Listen, we're obviously splitting hairs here on this, but yes. I'm going Alabama. Lewis. Sorry, Nick. Oh. I'm going Upset Ohio State. Special. Upset wow. special. Wow. Did wow. you change Ohio your State. mind or did you stick to what you said? I, well, one, 
because I don't care if Dwayne Haskins hasn't played in the pros yet. <laughs> I think he's, I don't even think he's in the same stratosphere as AJ McCarron. So I like that. I like that their offensive line, one of the things I talked about and how they have developed those guys and on the defensive side, but their front four plus their secondary, I'm just going with them. Ryan Clark, you have to pick one. Well, I was brought here for one reason and one reason only, Wendy Nix, because everyone knew what my answers would be. And what Tim Hasselbeck has proven is you don't need a quarterback to <laughs> win in really this. Pro- has he so really we really only does. have to beat Ohio State and Alabama that don't have quarterbacks. Guess what? We don't need a quarterback. And, and by the way, and you don't have our, one. And yet, yes. our, <laughs> first off, first off our quarterback was good enough for Bill Belichick, your boy, to draft him as Tom Brady's heir apparent. He didn't draft him when as Jimmy Garoppolo got gone. They went to LSU because they know this guy <laughs> has what it takes. Look at all. I'm sorry. They Do we need Jared another running back? Too. We can throw the ball all around the field. Andrew Whitworth, he's played a thousand years. He's protecting <laughs> your guy, Jared Goff. Look at this. The Neil Hunter, the man has like negative two percent body fat. Michael Brock is out there balling. Arden Key, we gotta wait on him, but it's coming. <laughs> we got the fastest. Hey, hey, hey. You wanna talk about a little speed, Justin? John Benuma, you wanna talk about speed at the backer position? That's all we got. And man, I ain't even gotta get here. I don't even have to get Listen, to the Listen, I wish you had a little more have... conviction when you spoke. You know, well, other than that. Listen, seriously, I was going to go to Ohio State I just, until Tim said right, they didn't have right, quarterbacks. Uh, I love your, your 22. <laughs> I question your toughness. Whoa! That oh, 22, I words. question wow. their toughness. Wow. And all right, seen, all right. I've seen it. Right, hold your fire. I question hold your their fire. Toughness. Hold your fire. Because you know what? You we need another country heard from here. Landon is with us. Fair, fair enough. He's an Alabama alum. Uh, Landon, dare you wade into this circus that we've created. But uh, what do you yeah. have to say about this whole debate? Um, Ryan got some good, good, good stuff going on. Uh, I would say I, I wouldn't question his toughness at all. I don't know why you questioned Ryan's toughness. I saw him knock out a no, lot of people. LSU's, LSU's tough. LSU's not Ryan's. Alabama's always number one, no matter what. Roll, tie, roll. Come on now. <laughs> all right, Landon, let me ask you a serious question. You know, obviously Nick Saban is a Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever coach this game. But specifically, what does he do that has allowed such historic success at the University of Alabama? Um, as a coach, he speaks for as, – as a coach, he represents his players as a player's coach. I would say he makes sure all his coach, all his players are underneath him as a player, as a father, um, and as a, as a man. He, t- he tried to teach us to be a man and a great player all at one time, you know, so he does it all. Landon, can you please tell the people why you are now better – that you have trusted your career to training with a guy from LSU. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, you're a great trainer, bro. Been gone on gone four years strong. See? And hey, I can't, I can't, I can't deny you doing Nicks? your thing. Well, I, doing our Wendy Nix, he even knew. He said, you know what? Why I he got to say hanging. even? What is this? He even knew. He because I feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of hate. No hate. No up hate. Here. No Nothing hate. but love. A lot of talent on that Nothing 22. but love. A lot of talent. Welcome back to this NFLU edition of NFL Live. Our analytics group set out to find the best school for each position since 1998. And what better place to start than with defensive backs? Here's the criteria. It included first-team all-conference awards, consensus All-American selections, NFL draft position, 
and then, of course, NFL production. You can find the complete rankings in an ESPN.com article called Athlete Position You. And with that, we start with the D-backs. Mm. All right, we're going to look at the top three according to all of our criteria, and Lewis Reddick's going to take us through. Number three, we're going 3 two, one is Alabama. Yeah, look, Alabama, look, this is really safety heavy, which is near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure Ryan's as well. Look, Landon Collins, Minka Fitzpatrick, Eddie Jackson, Roman Harper. Here you have some just absolute hammers when you start with Landon Collins, a guy who likes to play down around the box. Very physical, very productive at Alabama. Just signed a huge contract mm-hmm. with the Washington Redskins. He's about as good as it gets. Minka Fitzpatrick down in Miami, they need to figure out what to do with this young man because this is a guy who's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can play corner, he can play safety, he can play nickel, can play dime. Eddie Jackson's an all-pro. Roman Harper, he's just old school, man. Just yeah. a tough, tough, tough football player. I promised Landon Collins would be back, and indeed he is. Landon, I know this list is near and dear to your heart. Uh, what do you think when you see all those names all from Alabama together in one group? Hey, we need to be on one team together. It's going to be a powerhouse <laughs> if we do that. <laughs> hey, we got athletes. We all over the field. Not just all over the field. Special safety group. We doing our thing. I'll tell you that much. All we right, should Landon, be number Landon, one, me... but I don't know why we're number one. Why we number three. Okay, fair enough. Let me ask you this. What would happen if you were all on one team together? If it was all on one team, like you said, Minnick Patrick can play all over the field. Me and Eddie Jackson at the free, and Roman Hawk can be right over there just subbing in with each other because, you know, we got to keep the old guys fresh as much as possible. <laughs> so, you know how we got to do that. Well, I know. I got two of them right here. All right, listen, in fairness, you do, you do have, what, how, how many, how many uh, Alabama eight on, on this uh, Redskins team as it is? So, yeah. in fact, you do get to play together in some regards. Lewis, number two. You should sure. stay around for this, Landon. Number two, we're going to have... LSU. Oh. Look, you know, again, you know, like, you, you've got you know you got a, you got a nice nice mix of players here too. And let me just say it real quick. <laughs> Look, Patrick is one of this the best Tyron Matthew, he's a six-tool player. He can play six positions. He can play any <laughs> position in the secondary. Whatever. He can dress. And then this guy right here. <laughs> look, these, these two guys right here, look in, in all seriousness, I will say this. Look, I was walk, working in Washington when Ryan was there. I remember Ryan's first workout with the Washington Redskins folks. I'm not going to tell you about what happened. It's okay. It out. But I will say this. <laughs> this guy right here, pound for pound, he's an absolute hammer. Simple as that. This guy right here, he's the new breed. He's the new wave. Yes, he is. He's going to be an all-pro for a long time, Jamal hey, Adams. Landon. So these are good players Hey, right Landon, here. join us again, right? What's up? This right Please, here, give him praise. this is why you were number three. It's not about you. Alabama, you guys have great defensive backs. But the whole thing of DBU started when LSU started putting these guys out. And at the time, I was kind of the grandfather of the group. But we welcome you. We now (laughs) accept you. You're from Louisiana. You train in Louisiana. We now accept you back into the fold. You can now be two and a half. You don't have to be three. You got to accept me regardless because I'm from Louisiana. And I went to Alabama, took my talents to Alabama, and we won championships over there. Sorry for LSU. Hey, everybody right. remember where your mom wanted you to go. Okay. This, that, this hey, in fact, it all did. worked out. It did. How about number one? Yeah. Nobody's going to be happy here, at least not either of you two. Again, Ohio this is, State. Again, this, this is another real good group that actually has a bunch of real good corners on it here. Look, Malcolm Jenkins was a corner mm-hmm. at Ohio State who now can play safety. He's kind of like Tyron Matthew, right? He can do everything. Marshawn Lattimore is just a fantastic athlete, one of the best pure cover guys in the NFL. Denzel Ward, you want to talk about pound for pound? This yeah. position keeps having the tough guys in it. This kid is tough. Kurt Coleman, 
He was in Philadelphia when I was working for the Eagles. Not the greatest athlete, but one of the smartest football players. I'll tell you this, Kirk Coleman had Ryan Clark smarts. He's that kind of guy. He's not that kind of hitter. But this this is a great group right here, but tremendous athletes who can play on the perimeter. I would say this, Lewis. I got to watch Denzel Ward practice for two days. He has that stuff you can't teach, kind of Mm -hmm. that stuff that when you look at the film, it pops out one-hand catches, extreme speed. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a star in this league for a long time. Sure. All right. What would you call it? Ryan Clark smarts? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Clark smarts. Coming from Lewis, that's huge. I know. He's a smart football player. He's made a joke today, and he's giving you credit. This is the new (laughs) Lewis. I don't know know if that's a dig or not, but you know what? In fact, it is. I'm pretty sure our new house might be haunted. What makes you say that? The furniture is levitating. Oh, and the ghost. Welcome home. Yeah, that's that's spooky. You know what's really scary? Missing out on GEICO for help with homeowners and renters insurance. GEICO makes it easy to save a bunch. Great. Uh, you're not sticking around, right? The party's just getting started. <laughs> Happy GEICO Week. Call today and see how easy homeowners and renters insurance can be. The Ohio State University. The Ohio State. The Ohio State University. Ohio State's the best. Like, how are we? Like, come on. Stop it. Stop it. Throws and he has it picked. Eli Apple. You'll see someone from Ohio State making the play. Catch made in the end zone. Michael Thomas. Touchdown. He's got 10 in. Makes the catch at the 40. I'm a Buckeye. We're able to make plays and help organizations win. Picked off. Denzel Ward's got it. Best fans. Best damn band in the land. Hardware. It's a special edition of NFL Live, NFLU. And earlier we looked at the best college players on current NFL teams. And now we're looking all-time. Lewis's final four schools for producing NFL talent. On one side of the bracket we have Ohio State. On the other, it's Miami. Let's start with the Buckeyes. And here's a quick look at their resume Ohio State has had 68 first-round picks in the common draft era, second most of any school since 1967. Ten former Buckeyes are in the Hall of Fame. That's the third most of any institution. It includes Orlando Pace, who was recently inducted in 2016. And count them, 41 Buckeye players in the common draft era have been selected to a Pro Bowl. Five made it last season, including Ezekiel Elliott and Cameron Hayward. So... The all-Ohio State team. These guys don't have to be playing currently in the NFL, and a lot of them have moved on to second careers. But this is what it looks like, offense and defense. Yeah, look, if you're a football fanatic, a football junkie, I mean, this doesn't get any better than seeing all these names on one board, regardless of school. But since we are talking about Ohio State, look, look at the wide receiver group here, please. Chris Carter and Joey Galloway. Look, I played against Joey Galloway. He's one of he's one of those type of guys where I, I just unbuckled my chin strap trying to chase him and just walked to the sidelines like when's the kickoff team go back out there because this guy is that fast he was as good as it gets Ricky Dudley a fine fine athlete a fine talent a tight end out there when he played for the Oakland Raiders and let's look at the bookends that they have here on the offensive line between Orlando Pace and Jim Lachey with Nick Mangold in the middle. That's a very, very good football team. On the defensive side of the ball, look, you move to the secondary quickly for me with this football team. Jack Tatum was was the most feared hitter in the history of the NFL. The most feared hitter in the history of the NFL. Dick LeBeau, Sean Springs, Chris Spielman. Look at these names. Joey Bosa, Cam Hayward. You could line this team up against anybody. All right, cue the Miami resume, if you will. It's none too shabby for sure. 50 former players have been picked in the first round of the common draft era, including Vinny Testaverde, you heard of him, and Russell Maryland, 
Eight former Hurricanes have been elected to the Hall of Fame. Ray Lewis in 2018. Ed Reed will be inducted next weekend. And no school has had more pro bowlers in the common draft era than Miami. Four players made it from 2004 alone, including Sean Taylor and our own Jonathan Vilma. Lewis. <laughs> this team is stacked. I mean, from top to bottom. Look at the quarterback. Jim Kelly, Edger, and James Frank Gore. Okay, I think we can win with those guys. Michael Irvin and Andre Johnson, Jeremy Shockey. Look, the offensive line is maybe where you can have some debate about whether or not it's going to stack up against some of the other schools that we're going to see here when we really pare this thing down. But those first group, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, as good as get on defense, look, this is just sick. Warren Sapp, Cortez Kennedy, Vince Rule for Calais Campbell. I think you'll win some games there. You maybe arguably have, maybe some people would say, one of the greatest linebackers, if not the greatest linebacker in all time in Ray Lewis. John Vilma scouted him, worked with him. John was about as smart and as well-rounded of a linebacker as this game has ever seen. And in the secondary, we already know. This kid right here was the standard and will remain the standard. Antrell Roll, Philip Buchanan, Ed Reed. I mean, Ed Reed. I mean, he's the ultimate thief. The ultimate thief in the history of the league. I, I look. I get to sit here and just keep talking back and forth about these guys forever. That oh, right there. You say that we beat Ohio State. It's a tough, tough university, right there. But listen, we have somebody else who seems it seems an appropriate time to welcome in Miami head coach Manny Diaz, coach. A lot of people thought Tim Hasselbeck had a makeover, but no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he grew hair. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly things are looking up for Tim. But in fact. Uh, Listen, we're glad to have you. When you look at these guys, dare we ask you to weigh in here? And what, I mean, talk about tradition. Yeah. And a group that it has produced at the next level. I'd like to coach them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, You'd be a, be a pretty good coach. A lot better coach. But, I mean, to me, look, a lot of schools have a lot of great players, but you're talking about goats on that board right there. And I know that that term gets thrown out a lot. Uh, but when you're talking about best ever do it, you talk about a Ray Lewis, you talk about the best ever do it, you talk about a, a Sean Taylor, like you were mentioning, and, Ed Reed, these, these are people who changed the way that the game has been played. And I'll tell you the real thing, and Jonathan knows this, the people that are mad that they're not on this list, the too deep, you know, the, right. the number 12 through 22 on both sides right. of the ball, because there'll yeah, be a lot of hurt feelings now, because there are some big, big-time names that are left off that list as well. Well, uh, Coach Lewis, at some point, is it's a bracket, right? So when you have a bracket, somebody has to advance. He's going to choose between these two. Uh, what Before I ask you to choose... I, I don't even think I should. We, we know where you'll land there. But uh, what do you think when you look at Ohio State? They certainly have uh, some outstanding players there as well. Oh, I'm not hearing the same yeah, level of the same level. Oh, no. There was yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, never mind. There is average clock, if I say so. Yeah. Okay, all right. You know what? We'll let you off the hook. You don't yeah. need to. I think we get it. I think we get it. They all have great personalities. How <laughs> do you, it would seem. Uh, Ryan, what stands out to you? Well, what stands out to me, honestly, is the secondary. And you heard Coach talk about the GOATs. There are some players that you put in a conversation of being the greatest that have ever played the position. And when you can say that about one school, right, when you look at the quarterbacks, you mentioned Vinny Testaverde and those who were drafted. He's not the quarterback on this team because Jim Kelly is. And I think when you start to talk about people who change the game, Warren Sapp, Right, It went from you looking from the big lug that plugged the holes Speed. to a guy that can get mm-hmm. upfield and right. get to the quarterback. And so many of these players from Miami changed the game. It's not in any way to say because my favorite, one of my favorite people of all time is Dick LeBeau. And he would tell us every time, every meeting, how many interceptions he had. <laughs> but he was a greater man and a greater coach. But for me to have to go the other way means that the people on this side of the board, the Miami, the, uh, the U team, is just different. It's just a different collection of players. You know, yeah. oh, go ahead. Liz. No, I was just. You know what? 
really what kind of hits me as you look at these is that I lined up against so many of these guys and played against them, and you knew they were good then. You just didn't realize. These guys were making imprints on history, and as, as Manny just pointed out, seriously, you're right. GOAT is thrown around too much. Right. But there are guys here who literally, I mean, you tell me in the history of football, with Warren Sapp being the, be the conversation, being one of the best three techniques ever, of Absolutely. course. With Sean Taylor being the, be the conversation, being the best safety ever, of course he would. Mike Orban, one of the best wide receivers ever, of course he would. And this is just one school now. <laughs> that's I mean, that's this is one saying. school. Yeah, that's I mean, that's Ted incredible. Hendricks, I mean, Listen this, this guy was like a, I mean, he was way ahead of his time when he played for the Raiders. Stork. Listening to John talk about the people who aren't on there is actually what even sells it more. I think you're, you're right. That's a great Russell point. Russell Maryland, Jerome Brown, Dan Morgan. I mean, the list goes on and on. That You can talk about all these other guys. Vinny Testaverde at quarterback. We didn't even mention Portis. Right. We didn't the running back crew they had with we you with it. I, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, man, we, yeah. we had guys. Jonathan, I, you know, obviously you had an incredible career of your own, but how much pride is there to have played with a lot of these guys, against them, with them, practiced, that you come from the same place when you look at that list? Man, I, I tell you what, the I'll never forget my first practice against, I had DJ Williams that was there with me, a linebacker, and I went against Edrin James. I went against Portis in practice, and I remember my first phone call after practice. I called my dad, and my dad was like, so, how'd it go? And I was like, I don't know. This is for me. <laughs> I was about 190 soaking wet, and uh, I remember my dad saying, you know, just just keep going. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I was like, Dad, they're all big, and they're fast. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, welcome, so. my friend. Uh, Coach, let me ask you this on a serious note. What's the biggest challenge returning now and getting ready for your first season uh, to a program where where much is expected because much has been accomplished. Yeah, getting our guys to play to that standard. Yeah, and understanding how it happened. Um, those guys are on that board, and they, and they have all said it. Any opportunity they've had a chance to talk to our team, they're there because of their work and the way. Because what's amazing about that board, you're talking about the '80s on now. Yeah, you know we don't, we don't have the history going back to you know some of the names on the house state. I think other than Hendricks and Otto, everyone on that board yeah. is '81 and more recently. And and a lot of those guys, like Jonathan said got each other better on green tree practice field and that level of competition. And then when guys left and holding the other guys to that same standard, that's what makes Miami a little bit unique, a little bit different. I want our guys to feel that. I want them to feel that standard. Have you had a number of these players come back and talk to your current team? We do. We do all the time. And and because they, they get recruited there, they want it when they're getting recruited. I want them to feel it when they're there. Yeah. You know, don't just pick the school because of Jonathan Vilma. Now you got to hear from them. Because if you're not performing, I, w- I can tell you, but it's a lot better when it comes from a guy like him. Oh, yeah. Sure. All right, Lewis, you drew the short straw. you got to pick this one. <laughs> yeah, I think this one this one for me is easy and no disrespect to Ohio State, but Miami wins this one. There's just too many good football players there, 1 through 22 on both sides of the ball. The only area where if you wanted to cast any stones on Miami would be the offensive line, just because then you're not, you're not talking about those guys in the greatest of all time yeah. conversation. And that's the only reason, well, I mean, Okay, the rest of this group. The rest of this group. <laughs> you're right. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I mean, Jerome Brown. Yeah, yeah wasn't yeah. on Jerome that. Brown, he yeah. wasn't on that. Think about Dan that. Morgan. I remember scouting Dan Morgan and saying this: If Dan Morgan hadn't got hurt in Carolina, yep. Dan Morgan was Luke Keekley before there was yes, Luke Keekley, and he may have been better because he was a hammer and could run. Yep. And the guy seemed like he was in the huddle of the other team every snap because I was like, damn, why is he always at the spot point right. of attack every single time? Now he's a fine scout. He may be a GM someday. 
that's a great that's a great university right well, there. Well, we've got two more to go through, and then ultimately we'll crown a winner. But, Coach, we want to say thank you. Yeah. I know it's about to be a very busy time for you, Absolutely. so we appreciate you being here. We're about to get it. Thanks for having me. You're about, it's luck, coming. Coach. It's coming quick. Uh, also coming quick is training camp, the reigning NFL MVP. That would be Patrick Mahomes back at work today. The Chiefs welcome their rookies and their quarterbacks to camp. Veterans are expected to report on Friday. Here's Jeff Darlington with more from St. Joseph, Missouri. Wendy, it's funny, for all the off-season attention that Patrick Mahomes has had these recent months, he has made it very clear in the past several days that he's ready for football. Just last week, he met on a local field with all of his Chiefs veteran wide receivers, throwing passes to them on that field, and now reporting with the rookies today. He'll throw to the rookies the next two days, take Friday off, and then be on the practice field with the veterans on Saturday. Mahomes this week, it'll be light workout, but he will at least get the chance to work out with second-round pick Mecole Hardman. Hardman at one point viewed as a replacement for Tyreek Hill when the team thought that he might be suspended. Now the pressure off Hardman, but still another weapon for Mahomes heading into what should be a very exciting 2019 season. Welcome back to NFLU, a special edition of NFL Live on the eve of the 100th anniversary of the National Football League. And as we told you earlier, our analytics group set out to find the best school for each position since 1998. And it's time for the quarterbacks. That's the BCS era, by the way. The criteria included first-team all-conference awards, consensus, All-American selections, NFL draft position, and NFL production. And you can find the complete list and rankings in an ESPN.com article called Position U. This time, though, we got our friend Tim Hasselbeck here to go through. Thanks for inviting me back. Quarterback guru. I know. I wanted Manny Diaz to stay, but they said, no, you were back. But that's fine. Uh, Take us through the five schools here. Jeez, Tim. The five? Go ahead. (laughs) Here we go. Let's start out with number five, Five. Florida State Seminoles. Let's look at this group, Tim. I mean, this is pretty good. Look, Jameis Winston, Christian Ponder, Chris Wanky. E.J. Manuel, you know, what's interesting about this, you know what, all of these guys came into the league, in particular Jameis Winston, with a lot of fanfare, a lot of hope, a lot of expectations. There's probably going to be some people who say some of these other guys, the other three, were probably overdrafted. But it's, it's interesting right here. And, and look, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's a very polite way to that's say that. That's the truth. Little, that's just polite. the truth. But you know what, Jameis can kind of really maybe even push this group a little bit yeah. higher if he can this, this year yeah. have a I mean, great season. It's three first-rounders. I mean, where – whether they should have been drafted there or not, the fact is three guys well, are drafted in the first round. No, Obviously, let me ask very you this. Tell- doesn't that matter? What they- it does, but I think in the criteria, the the NFL production. I, I think as much the path to the NFL almost as anything I else. I guess it's not the time to disagree. Yeah. So I'll hold my fire. Number four. Okay, hold your fire. <laughs> All right, let's go talk about the Texas Longhorns. Look, Colt McCoy, Vince Young, Chris Sims. This is a group here. This is interesting too. Here, I mean, none of these guys. Really, I mean, two of them really struggled this in, in the in the NFL. Colt McCoy is going to be one of those guys who's just a you know he's a solid backup. He's not a franchise type of player. I've been around Vince Young, a tremendous tremendous athlete. Chris Sims, you know, a pretty unheralded career down there in Tampa Bay. This is a tough. This it's it's tough to really get fired up, quite honestly, about this group right now. It is, now. and what's interesting when you think about it, so many guys that come from the state of Texas. I mean, just That's off the top of my head, you start thinking about Drew Brees. You start thinking about. Um, Nick Foles got guys like that. Which is a whole other conversation. And now right? all of a sudden, like, you know, we're not talking about them coming from there, which is interesting. I, I'm a little bit surprised that there, there aren't other guys that we're talking about on this list from the University of Texas. That's right. Number three. I agree. I agree. All right. Number three, when we're looking at Oregon, hmm. Marcus Mariota, Joey Harrington, Achilles Smith. 
again, this is another group where Marcus can really change the complexion yeah. of this entire group. If, again, just like Jameis could do for Florida State, if he can have this year be one of his best years, if not his very best year, prove that he's durable, prove that he's the long-term answer there in Tennessee. Because, look, Joey Harrington, his career was not with the Detroit Lions and Matt Millen expected it to be, although some people will debate about how he even arrived to be their draft choice and who was responsible for him. And Achilles Smith, we talk about all-time with quarterbacks, right, Tim? It's about where you go about as much as it is yeah. about your own ability. Some of the quarterbacks that were drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals could not have gone the worst situation. Yeah, and you look at this. I mean, A.J. Feely, who Oregon quarterback who's not on this list, really probably had a better career than Joey Harrington and Achilles Smith. And Marcus can change the kind of the complexion of this quite a bit. And Oregon has a quarterback next year. That will be kind of heard of him already. We're watching you, Justin. We're watching. All right. And then this week, you know, now it starts getting pretty interesting okay, here, okay? Because, look, Kyler Murray, by all accounts right now, although he hasn't played just like Dwayne Haskins hasn't played, he seems to be, according to reports, way ahead of what you would expect the rookie quarterback to be. And that's because of, again, the situation. We talked about Achilles Smith going to a bad situation. Maybe he went to the perfect one. Baker Mayfield, you couldn't have had a better rookie season than what he had. And you expected it to be that way, given his entire entire makeup. Sam Bradford, look in the scouting community, there are some people who still believe if Sam Bradford would be healthy, he could actually be a top-five passer. People will never give up on his ability, although it's been durability that has killed his career. Yeah, that's funny. You're not wrong about that. You talk to quarterbacks, especially the guys that were around him early in his career, they just kind of marveled at just – Kind of how good he was in terms yeah. of athleticism, throwing the ball, and um, just kind of intelligence, all of those things for, for Sam. You know, this is an interesting one where there aren't a ton of guys. Obviously, there are other guys, you know, from, I mean, Josh Heupel could have been, you know, a guy that's on this list, obviously, what he did in the NFL, you know, notwithstanding. But there are also other guys from Oklahoma that have been part of this. Well, I'll tell group. you what, these two youngsters right here could totally catapult them maybe to number one. All right, now, when you look here. Okay. This is an interesting group, a very interesting group, okay? Let me just start here. Look, Carson Palmer a couple years ago was a legit MVP candidate, and then he got the absolute stuff and beat out of him in his last years in Arizona, and really his career ends. Sam Darnold is the future. Played one year, but he's the future, and by all accounts, many people believe he could be one of the best Jet quarterbacks that that organization has ever seen. Now, ironically, going back to that same Jets football team, Mark Sanchez, I remember Mark Sanchez for one game. And that's in the Rose Bowl, I believe, against Penn State. Other than that, tell me what he did in his career. I don't, I don't really know. And then this guy, Matt Leiner, he was fantastic for Pete Carroll. Fantastic. But in the pros, very nondescript career. So this is a – quarterback is a tough position, man. It just Actually, what it shows you is just how tough it is to play this position, get to the right situation, and wind up realizing your potential. Well, well I will say this, too. They're also, in terms of probably how SC ends up at one here, Think of guys like Cody Kessler. You think of somebody like Matt Castle, John David Booty. I mean, you know, we, there, there's three other guys that you could put on this well, screen to talk about the path. Then in you're talking volume, producing. right? You're talking volume, but that's kind of the point I was making about Texas as well. You know, not having the volume and that being surprising. Yeah. With SC, like there's – you can't argue the fact that, you know, the guys are putting out that. And really, Matt Castle probably should have – he deserved his this is, I think here, Matt I Castle think. should be up there. He, yeah. But let me ask you this. When you, since we're talking volume, what's interesting is that – I mean, let's what was six could be up here. We saw four or so from the other schools. You know, you don't see a Brady. Well, or listen, a Brees because you know, or a you know, Rogers. Well, you just look at Michigan. You, know, you look at Michigan. It's, for that matter, it's been Chad Henning. Chad Henning after that, and I think part of how they came up with the list as well is kind of your production level in college, which you know, for Brady, 
Obviously, what he's done in the well, pros the is very different. Was yeah, listen, exactly. he was battling at, for at a job with Scott sure. Dreisbach at, at yeah, Michigan. I think there's two things that come out. One, obviously, the selection criteria is subjective, however you want to splice it up in order to come up with this kind of list. But number two, I think the bigger picture is this. You see just how hard it is to play quarterback and play it at a successful level or to hit on a quarterback. And it's not just about these guys. It's also about where they went. I'm telling you, that, that in and of itself is a bigger discussion. But look – when you look at guys like Achilles Smith, Achilles Smith had no shot. Hey, you know what's a bigger discussion? NC State, seriously? Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Mike Glennon, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Finley. I mean, so, really? Like, where are you? Where are you, NC State? So, first of all, huh? Russell Wilson probably, I'm assuming, got, got sort of headlined Even in Wisconsin. Even if you take him out. But I, but I, think he, I, I, I personally think he should be at NC State as well. But I think they used him. In, they put him in Wisconsin. <laughs> Same. All right, they got to have weapons, right? So, how about this? The top three schools for wide receivers, checking at number three, Florida State, the Seminoles' best receiver in the last 20 years, Anquan Bolden, who was selected to three Pro Bowls in his career, the ninth most receptions in NFL history. Ohio State, we keep saying that name, don't we? Ohio State, second for wide receiver U, and includes players like Santonio Holmes, Ted Ginn Jr., and Michael Thomas. Saints receiver had the most catches by any player in their first three seasons. And the number one school for receivers, go figure, matches the number one school for quarterbacks, USC. The Trojans had two players with 1,000-yard seasons in the NFL last season, Robert Woods and Juju Smith-Schuster, who takes over as the Steelers' number one this season. Which current NFL players have the most players from the same college? There are eight Alabama players on the Redskins, including... Landon Collins and Jonathan Allen, while the Browns have eight players from Miami. Four different schools have six players on the same NFL team. Besides <laughs> Alabama and Ohio State that has produced a ton of NFL talent, including the defending national champion Clemson Tigers, ten Clemson players have been picked in the first round since 2013. And that includes Christian Wilkins. Who joins us now, Christian? Come on, put these fellows in their place, would you? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You know, Clemson. Yeah, we've been doing big things the last few years, so um, hopefully we can keep the ball rolling uh, for many years to come. You know, you have been oh, doing yeah. big things for the last few years, and I know Dabo Sweeney's a big part of that. Uh, how has he set the tone and instituted a culture at Death Valley? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, Coach Sweeney's a you know just a great guy, and. Um, you know, just the, just his beliefs, his, you know, just how he carries himself definitely fosters down all the way to the players. Um, you know, since he's taken over 10, 11 years ago now, uh, you know, the players just really bought into his beliefs and just how, you know, his, his picture of what a, a good program should look like. And, you know, we just all bought into it. Um, and, you know, those guys way back in, you know, 08 when he first started, uh, you know, just really bought in and, you know, just fostered that culture. Uh, and, you know, it's still in effect now to this day. And I feel like guys like myself uh, and other guys, you know, have helped try to take it to another level. Christian, yeah. this is Ryan Clark. Listen, we've had a lot of Bama, a lot of Ohio State. I may have thrown in a right. little bit of LSU, just a little bit. I'm sure you did. Won't you right. make yeah. – <laughs> can, can, can you make the case for the other Tigers, the other team the that plays Tigers. in the Death Valley? Tell me why Clemson should be higher on our list of best programs. Well, I would really just to say, well, if you look, you know, over the recent history, I know we don't have maybe their longevity, you know, may not be there like, you know, places like Ohio State and Alabama where there's just decades of success. 
But um, I feel like still, though, uh, you know, Clemson's had a lot of great guys. You know, you look all the way back, um, you know, Brian Dawkins, you know, all the way back, way back then. He was a Clemson guy. Um, you know, there's just a lot of other names and great players who uh, Dwight Clark, who've been to Clemson, um, you know, who 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 who, you know, has a lot of success. So I feel like we're just underrated in that sense. Um, so Clemson's looked at kind of like the newer upcoming, uh, you know, you know, uh, in terms of longevity. Um, but I feel like we've always been there and always could be in the conversation. Um, but I really also just feel like now, especially what we've been doing has been great. Uh, two national championships in the last yeah. four years, three, three appearances, uh, multiple first round picks uh, and just guys all over the league now just been having success in the NFL um, and playing at the highest level. So I think, you know, Clemson's always right up there and definitely in that conversation. Christian, we appreciate you joining us, and I think you're right. If you're looking at the last five years or so, it's hard to leave Clemson out of that group. There's no question. Uh, Best of luck this season. We'll be watching. All right. Thank you so much. Go Tigers. Well, half of Lewis's Final Four bracket has been filled out with Miami advancing past Ohio State. Now it's time to look at the other two on the other side, and that's Alabama and USC. We will crown a winner, by the way. Mm -hmm. Here is the resume for the Crimson Tide. 54 Alabama Alabama players have been picked in the first round in the common draft era, including 29 first-round picks since 08. That's the most from any school. There are eight Alabama players in the Hall of Fame headlined by three quarterbacks, Bart Starr, Joe Namath, and most recently, Ken Stabler. And as we highlighted at the top of the show, no college has more players on current NFL rosters than the 65. Wow. From Alabama. And so here we are, the all-Alabama team, offense and defense. And we can't argue this group doesn't have a quarterback, that's for sure. No, and look, the other two that aren't on here, Bart Starr I mean, and Ken Stabler, I mean, those are two pretty darn good quarterbacks. So, yeah, they've kind of, like, sewed up that position now. And this is really just a star-studded, historic roster, as the name suggests it is. Look at this, maybe the greatest offensive lineman in some people's eyes of all time in John Hanna. Again, Ozzie Newsom, maybe the greatest tight end. Of all time, Chris Samuels, one of the most athletic offensive linemen of all time. I was with him when he was with the Washington Redskins. And on the defensive side of the football, just look at some of these names here. I mean, Cornelius Bennett, one of the best combination outside linebacker pass rushers that this game has ever seen. Derek Thomas, he was the standard for the long for the longest time as far as designated pass rushers who played all three downs. But this guy, when you needed a sack on third down, he was the standard. And so, look, this is this is just a loaded football team. A lot of history here, a good blend of old versus new, and some guys who are in that conversation for GOAT Conversations. All right, let's look at the challenger, shall we? Here's how the Trojans stack up. 70 first-rounders from USC, the most in the common draft era from any school. 12 USC players are in the Hall of Fame. Among them, Marcus Allen, Lynn Swan, Ronnie Lott, and Junior Seau. Over 343 former Trojans have been picked in the common draft era, the most of any school, and that includes five number one picks, most recently Carson Palmer in 2003. Lewis? Yeah, similar to the all-time Miami team, this team is sick. It's just sick. I mean, look look at look at this offense. Let's just start here. I mean, look at the running backs. And look at some, think of the name that you left off here, a guy like Charles White, who was just one of the great USC Trojans of all time. The wide receivers, Lynn Swan. I mean, it doesn't get better at him, Keyshawn. The offensive line is really where this group makes its mark on the offense. Look at this offensive line. Anthony Munoz, Ron Mix, Bruce Matthews, Tony Baselli, Ron Yeri. 
You could run, you could line up in the wing tee, you could run up the wishbone and run the football all day long behind those guys, whether it be back in their day or in today's game. Defensive side, quickly you move to the second level and the third level of this defense. Not to say that these guys are not good because they aren't. I played with Darrell Russell, God rest his soul. One of the best athletes this game has ever seen, left us far too soon. But when you look at the rest of this group, Junior Seau left us far too soon. One of the dynamic, dynamic defensive playmakers the game has ever seen. Played with Clay Matthews in Cleveland. One of the best pros of all time. And then the secondary. My goodness. Ronnie Lott. Ryan can speak eloquently about Troy Polamalu. Willie Wood, Tim McDonald. You don't even have Dennis Smith on here, who was a teammate of Ronnie Lott in those days with USC. This team right here, this is about as good as it gets. If you're a football historian, you're a college football historian, and you're an NFL historian, that is a good group. Well, since we we foreshadowed Ryan's eloquence, I think you I think you should <laughs> I think you should weigh in. You're going to speak eloquently. I'm I'm surprised I got that out. That was very good. I, that was very you. eloquent of you. Thank you. Uh, what say you? Well, about no, this like, group? but even listen, I'm not a guy who who majors in thinking of offensive linemen. But when you look at these offensive linemen and the dominance that these guys showed not only at USC but in the league yeah. over the best of the best. I think it's amazing. And so you go O.J. Simpson, Marcus Allen, Lynn Swan, and defensively the secondary, they would hit you. They could pick the ball. They could rush the passer. They could do everything you want to do from a secondary perspective. And, you know, when we, we, we bring up Alabama and you look at some of these names, there are some guys on this side that are all-time greats. I mean, Derek Thomas, he set the standard for the way that you get after and rush the passer. But on the other side of this, the speed and the aggressiveness of this USC defense, I think that that would be the team I would take over this stacked Alabama team. I mean, look, I, I agree. Look at USC's offense in terms of you I mean, just Hall of Famers. Like, one, two, three, four, like, like five, six. I mean, you just run down the <laughs> list. You're like, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I'm a little surprised that Carson Palmer ends up being their starting quarterback. He was a very good college player. Obviously, had a tremendous pro career. But you know, by comparison, you know, Joe Namath on the other side. To, to me, I'm going USC, the offensive line, the running backs, I mean, you just look at, like, the difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. Like, Ronnie Lott and Troy Palomalo as the safeties. And remember, Ronnie Lott played some corner at one point. Like, so... You don't even have Dennis Smith. We, we can't put Dennis Smith on because here, who was a running ha- yeah. mate with Ronnie Lott. I mean, that group... Twelve Hall of Famers. You wouldn't move the ball a lick a lot. <laughs> against this team. The truth, too, is, like, you know, sometimes, like, some guys look the part... You know, they say, like, hey, like, you want that guy to be the first like guy getting off the bus? Yeah, the all-bus team. Like, both of these teams are just loaded with, like, yeah, have that guy get off the bus first. I mean, because <laughs> like, they, look like they look I mean, the part. And, they, I mean, Chris Samuels, you referenced him and his athleticism. But, yeah, like, he's the first dude you want to get off the bus. You look at Willie McGinnis. I mean, still. I want Willie to get off the bus today. <laughs> yes, right. Like, I mean, this afternoon crazy. when I roll up. Really, I mean. Do, do we realize how good of an athlete a guy like, yeah, you're talking about William McGinnis, but how good of an athlete a guy like Junior Seau was? Right. Oh. I mean, oh. when he when he came out of high school, we came out of high school at the same time. And Junior made the Parade All-American teams just as an athlete. They didn't even give him a position. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. You're, you're on there somewhere. Yes, just you're on. Put him I mean, yes. he was that and one of the great human – I mean, it's just I mean, those. It's, it's fun looking at these names and just seeing how history-rich – College football well, is. Well, this is all true, but you got to pick it. Yeah. 
Well, we're down to two schools on Lewis's all-time list for producing NFL talent. And that's saying something. This is a great group. Miami against USC. Certainly, historically, two of college football's powerhouses head-to-head. And here's how the two schools square up with each other. USC has 70 first-round draft picks, the most in the common draft era. Miami, the third most with 60 drafted in the first round. The Trojans also hold the edge in total draft picks, but Miami has had 48 Pro Bowlers, one ahead of USC. Again, you want to talk about splitting hairs. I mean, this is really the history. You're looking at the history of two incredible programs and great contributors to the National Football League. But, Lewis, we did this so that we would walk away with a winner. So Yeah, we're going to pick it up. So we're going to pick it up. Okay, we're going to pick it up. You know, yeah, just I, I think that Tim attempt. has been waiting on. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Before you do that, yes, anything from the gallery here? It's been an animated bunch today. Well, listen, this, this is what I'll say. I'm glad Lewis is our resident expert. Because picking this is going to be extremely difficult. And I can kind of hear or feel where he's going to go. And I'm going to let him do that first so I won't get another university that just hates me. Oh, wait. You want to talk after? I'm going to wait till Lewis goes. All right, Tim, what about you? You talk before. Do I, you want me to do my pick or just oh, go, yes, go sure. follow? Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not Lewis pick gets yet. to pick, but you can choose one. Oh, we can choose one? Yeah, Absolutely, Tim. I think it's Miami because I think when you look at Miami and as impressive as this team is, and I know that you guys talked about it when Manny Diaz was on the show and John was still here, the reality is, is like, think of the guys we're leaving off on Miami. You know, I mean, you just look at Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss are not on this list. Um you know, you look at uh, Greg Olson, not on the list as a tight end. You think Vinny Testaverde, not on the list. You think of the running backs like Clinton Portis or Willis McGahee, not on the list. Dan Morgan on that side of the ball. Dwayne Starks. I mean, just the number of guys that, that didn't make this list, I think, is what really separates them from the USC, the USC team. Well, All right. oh, oh, only one official pick. I should have told you that. But we, we, I, we value I, your opinion. I was so eager in the last segment, I had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that Lewis, you understand the whole Lewis, exercise. We are waiting on you. Uh, okay, Lewis, go ahead. Uh, Be I a think, man. Um, can we put the roster woman. back up there or not? No? All right. That's cool. The reason why – okay, thank well, you, thank you, thank you. Ask you receive around See here. I think, actually, I think I actually referred to Clay Matthews as the guy I played with. I didn't play with Clay Matthews III. played with his dad. But anyway, <laughs> okay, anyway, I just saw You look like you could have played with I just thought that. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It looked like he said, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go – as much as I love this this football team, and I'll tell you what, everyone knows from a personal standpoint what I feel. I would pick this team simply because of that guy right there. But I'm going to pick USC, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to apply principles that applied back in the 70s, in the 80s, and the 90s. They apply today. If you can dominate the trenches, especially with your offensive line, you win football games eventually. Over the course of 60 minutes, you're going to win a football game. This offensive line, I don't care who you put in front of them. This offensive line right here is riddled with goats. These are some of the best that you'll ever see play the game. And I think in the end, if you were actually going to play a football game, that's where I would hang my hat. I know Miami's secondary is just ridiculously good. Their skill players are ridiculously good. Every Both of these teams have it. But I think this offensive line is significantly better than Miami's. That's Wait a second, but what about Miami's defensive line that they have to block? 
Hey. There it is. That, you know what? See, you're I, right. I, I you're hear right. You when you look at offensive line versus offensive line, there's you're right. the winner. Uh, but I'm oh, still, I'm going, I'm still going to go with yeah. USC. No. I mean, Jim, it's not, Jim's it's upset not, because he's not really more of a say in this. Because here's here's what Lewis here's what Lewis did, Tim. That you did. Plus we have the fancy What you did was say, okay, if we take the the universities and do and give them all that they have, not just the top 22, and we can get backups, and now we can run guys into the game. Yeah, hey, Russell would, Maryland is running into spell you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like like that's a different look than Lewis is looking at the 22 guys on the board. Looking at who those guys from USC would have to block, and in that, looking at it that way, I would pick them as well. Really? But you know what? If you run Russell Maryland, and I'm going to run Leonard Williams. But the truth is, the truth Wait, is, it so really not does not matter. Come on, what you guys say about all-time teams, whether it's an all-time team. Whether it's a team that is playing currently, it does not matter. It's LSU. We can't even talk about it. Do you see the new facilities? Do you see the way we are recruiting now? Is this an all-time facility discussion? Can you sing the fight song? No, I don't know the fight song, Wendy Nick. You don't know your own fight song. Why would I know the fight song? Because I was you on should the field. Know the fight song. I was on the field, Wendy Nick. You got to get out there and the talk song? all day. You can't sing the song. You can't, I can't sing can the sing song. The, you, not even the first line. I'd no. actually like you to do that Arden Key breakdown again if you could. You're there. <laughs> could you, could you hit can. up that Arden Key breakdown <laughs> one more time? Well, what I said was. Danny Etling. We're waiting to see him. You know what happened with Danny Etling? He's Tom Brady's heir apparent. Good point. There's Tom Brady. And then Ryan Danny Park, Hartley. No, Those actually, are the guys that are going to win the Super Bowl. It's actually Jared Stidham. Okay. Ryan Clark, <laughs> a.k.a. the new GM hey, you know of the England Panthers. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Panther Nation. Pitt Panther Nation. We didn't put up Pitt's all-time team. I'll tell you what. If we just look at Pitt's best 22, I'll put them against anybody. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> The best 22. Oh, would you like to put them against the Boston College's best 22? Wow. Oh. I mean, we would run y'all from Boston one side College. of this country to the other. There's some good that. eagles out there. Some pretty good eagles what? out there. They who's your other receiver besides Larry Fitzgerald? Who's, who's your other receiver? Tyler Boyd? <laughs> Is there something wrong with Tyler Boyd? I'm asking. He just got, he just got money. Uh, All right, look, we, got some, we got some hometown pride <laughs> sorry, here. There's nothing sorry. wrong with that. Hey, Although, I want you to learn the fight song between now and next time you come Why out. would you call me out like that? You're supposed to be my friend. Well, I am, but oh, look, college fo- let's change the subject. College Football Live coming up. Jonathan Vilma is with us. He is there. Coach Manny Diaz will join them as well, uh, the new Miami head coach. I'm just curious. I thought for sure you knew it. Why That's would you why. think that? Because Do you I know just- Wofford's? Yes. Sing it. Sing it no, right now. Right now. We got to go. I run. <laughs> <laughs>